Welcome back to the Movement Podcast, where we are on a mission to create a movement of like-minded people who want to win and want to see others win. I am Trevor. I am not. You're not. That's correct. I'm not Trevor. Who are you then? Mm, 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 mm. I'm Stefan. Stefan. Steph to the on. Did you put sign on the door? I did. Nice. No one can come in. It's locked. It's actually not locked. The thing about it is, feels locked. Could be locked. Maybe it's locked. Nobody knows it's locked. What Until if you just put it. a sign on the door that said this door is locked? How many people would try it? And how many people? Josh would walk and away? Joe would definitely try it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Most people would just walk away. My dad wouldn't even know the sign was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Didn't see it. Didn't see the sign there in front of my face. He would either not see it at all, or he would see it and check it and be like, "Hey, that sign says that this door's locked, and it's not." <laughs> That's what Gary would be do. genuinely concerned too. Yep. He'd be a little bit annoyed that the sign was wrong. He would be. The sign was lying. <laughs> Said it was locked and it's not, stupid ass thing. Well, gotta love Gary. You don't have to. You don't got to. But it's hard not to. I do. I have love to. him. Everyone loves him. Everybody loves him. He makes Gary. good food. He loves to cook for people. Catches raccoons and shit. He loves to tell you and about it. Stupid cats. Tells you about the weather. He gardens. At least once a day. He counts his cherry tomatoes. Does he? That's fact. On What do you mean counts them? On paper. He writes what? them down. Really? Every time he picks a batch of cherry tomatoes, whenever they're growing, he counts how many he picked, and then he goes in his notebook and he writes down how many he picked. Who is that information for? Himself, so he knows how many he picked. <laughs> hey, look. He's not selling them or anything? Guy. He's got enough. He's doing better than last year. Because <laughs> <laughs> life will change. This is how old school my dad is. He's got an iPhone, like the first iPhone ever made. Not really. It's the big, I can't remember what, which one it is. I think it's like the 6 Plus or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's the last one. It's the last big ass iPhone they had with the thumb with the actual push button on it. His iPhone still has a oh, push button. Oh, okay, yeah. Now all the iPhones are just touchscreen, uh-huh. and you swipe up to go to your home screen. He's got the push button. Oh, remember when you could do the thumb? It was mm-hmm. the thumbprint, so we went from the button. Mine to didn't the... work because my fucking fucking thumb. My thumbs are always dry as shit, and it never reads my thumb. I just correctly. thought of that push button to the thumbprint, and then now your face. Now it's your what's face. next. Your corneas? Your DNA. Your cell count. <laughs> Red blood cells. Jeez. Like, Who knows? prick your blood and you have to put it on there. I don't know. I think about uh, stuff like that from time to time. Like, everybody in the 50s, and there's no way ever that they would ever think we had we would have cell phones. No. Especially like this. Wait, finish your story about your dad. Uh, oh, so he's got the iPhone. And obviously, they all have caller ID. And if a number calls you that you don't want to call you, you can just go in and block it. Oh, I've heard. Okay, yeah. I know where you're going. Go and block it. You have caller ID. It tells you all the phone numbers. Or if you want to know not to answer it, you just save the phone number as a contact and just save it as do not answer or telemarketer or whatever. This man don't do that. This man don't do that. He's got a whole entire notebook Filled with phone numbers that are telemarketers. And every time a new one calls, he writes that number down as a telemarketer number. And then, uh, like, anytime he gets a phone call that is not saved in his phone, usually he doesn't answer it. And he'll wait for the voicemail. And he'll go back and listen to it. And if it's a person, he'll write, he'll save their number. Mm-hmm. If it's a telemarketer, he writes it down in his notebook. And then... Obviously, if you have a hundred phone numbers, when one calls, you can't look through all of them that fast. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Oh, nope, nope, to be a person. Hello? Which like, one? no. Which one? Ah, that's a telemarketer. I can't answer that one. Not answering that one. No. So, what he does is he'll wait for it to go to voicemail, look at the phone number, and then look through his list he of will... phone numbers until he finds it. No. And if he finds it, he's like, yep, I knew it, those fuckers. And then if he doesn't find it, he adds it. <laughs> yep. Not That's wasting scary. any time. None. No time wasted. Hey, look. He ain't got shit to do. Thinks he does, but he don't. He don't. He ain't got a motherfucking thing to do. Which is why he, he does that. Retired. That's why he does that. And other things that I'm just like, why are you doing that? Because he ain't got nothing else to do. Hey. He got to stay busy. What else am I supposed to do? He's a busy bee. My dad is a 
through and through laborer, yeah. 100%. Always worked a factory job his whole entire life. Multiple opportunities to take a manager position or supervisor. And his thought process was, I don't want to be in charge of those dumbasses. They're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> like, That's why you're in charge, dad. You can get them in trouble. And if they keep getting in trouble, you can fire them and hire whoever you want. He needs to write a book. So prop that's the whole purpose of being he should write a management in a book. leadership role so that you can lead people or get rid of the people who don't want to follow. Yep. Not him. He don't want to be in charge of those assholes. They're gonna get him in trouble. Yeah, if you fucking let him. That's your fault. That is hilarious. Yeah, never been a supervisor. I'm just like, dude, you could have fucking with his work ethic, yeah. he could have retired at fifty. Yeah. How hard he works. He could just enjoy it. He just he thoroughly thoroughly enjoys, enjoys punching the clock, doing his time, and clocking out. Yeah, and going home. That's hey, what he does. That's we do need those. People. We need those people. Hundred percent. Yeah, we definitely need those people. But from nothing wrong you know, with it. From a being his son and looking at like he's fine. Don't get me wrong. Financially, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's not like living a high life by any means. But he's got everything he needs. And if he wants to go do something, he can do it as yeah. long. as... If he wants to do something super expensive, he has to save up, but he can still do it eventually. But, like, he's totally fine. He's got everything he needs. And, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I don't know where I was going with that. We are just talking about Gary. Now the whole world knows. Or at least people well, listen. I think I was going, like, oh, from a, from from being his son, like, seeing how hard he works. And, he's like I said, he's fine. But... Your mic. But uh, he could be so much better off financially if he would have just taken a leadership role. Well, and it's funny because this is actually a really good topic because, um, you know, we we listen to podcasts and entrepreneurs all the time. And Andy, we talk about him a lot, too, but he has just recently he talks about it frequently. But just one of his recent podcasts, he was just talking about. Um, DJ asked him something about why people aren't successful. And like one of his first answers was they just don't have the example of mm-hmm. like someone like he's, a, he was just like, people just don't know, personally know millionaires or, or people who were like successful business owners and, and stuff like that. And like both of us can obviously relate yeah. to that because our parents aren't like that. They're not even in this kind of a world. Right. Like we're definitely a trailblazer when it comes to, an entrepreneur in, I mean, that I can think of, you can speak on it, but like, yeah, I think in my whole family, really, my mom tried to have her own, like, uh, it was like a, I don't know, kind of, she had some, she had a whole bunch of shit. Oh, she did. Uh, what's called? Do? Be- it was called Bella's treasures. And oh she, yeah. She did she, do like that. made her own jewelry. And then she like found this clothing line that she really liked. And that was really cheap that she could sell. And so she sold that particular clothing brand in her shop. Yeah, it was, that was in Mississippi. It was in downtown Corn, Mississippi. Corn, Mississippi. And uh, definitely set up for failure right from the bat because they, those people corn are feeling like I shit like that. But she did that. What else did she do online? She did the, uh, what was she the, did the Thrive shit? Thrive. She's still yes. swear on that by her life. And I'm like, okay. she thrives. She keeps trying to tell me. She's a thrive. I'm like, all right, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking all my pain away, I tell you. And then when I see her and she's like sitting up in the chair and like has his face, I'm like, what's wrong? My back hurts. I'm like, how's that thrive doing for you? <laughs> I, I haven't seen you. your mom since she left. Me neither. That morning we have, um, we have. That morning we have. That morning we had first watch out there. That was, a, that yeah, was, that the, was last the last time I saw her. That was the last time you saw her too? When she moved, I haven't seen her since she, uh, maybe I've seen her once since she moved. I've seen her once since she moved to Carolina, Arizona. Arizona. Opposite. Same opposite. Same place. Just all the way other side. A whole country over. <laughs> but same thing. Yeah, I haven't seen her since then. But um, no, I think it's, I think it goes, I mean, we're talking about our topic today is just us with our experience in business um, and working to become as successful as we can. Like, we're going to give you guys some, some, what do you call it? Advice, tips, top. Yeah. I mean, what did you text me? Tell me your top. 
Top five attributes. Attributes for people who are. In your opinion, what are your top five attributes of, uh, of that a business owner needs to have or yeah. for success? Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's an, I wouldn't say this is something people need because obviously we didn't have it, but I do think it is, it helps. I think these are people... definitely attributes that you need to develop. Oh, yes. yeah. I'm talking like the concept that we're talking about of like our parents not being entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I think that helps. That definitely helps. Um, you don't need that by any means, but it does oh, yeah. help. And I think people who have that, like, don't take that for granted. Like, don't waste that opportunity. Ask questions. If it's your uncle, your aunt, your grandparent, your mom, your dad, your best friend's parents. Like, if you know someone who is doing well, successful, running a business, um, financially well off, whatever, they're comfortable, um, pick their brain like those are so and like knowing that growing up I, if i knew that i feel like that would be something i would have been constantly doing oh, yeah. because i didn't have that example if you have somebody if you have direct access to somebody yeah for sure use it i wouldn't say go to a bunch of famous people and say hey can i pick your brain because it's kind of insulting to their time yeah i take you out to coffee yeah pick your brain yeah. no i got way more shit going on yeah and it's hard to relate to them too yeah. but like your mom if she runs a successful business, mm, like yeah, that's different. Take your notes, uncle or ask some questions. Like yeah, that. that'd be someone you can not only learn from very easily, but also like, oh, they grew up like I grew up or they around the same areas. I yeah, and they care. And they yeah. want like when somebody younger in the family takes interest in going down the same path as you or them, whatever the case is. It gives them a sense of like, oh man, this is really cool. Yeah. They're like, they're trying to grow. They're trying to learn. This is awesome. I'm going to help yeah. them out as much as I can. And I think people who are, who have reached a significant level of success, I think like you were just saying, just piggybacking off of that, I think they, that like fires them up to have a question from someone yeah, younger. Yeah. It, it's not like, I mean, if you, they're used to people, hey, can I borrow 30 bucks? Can I borrow a hundred? Mm -hmm. Like, the money question, they're probably like, okay, that's annoying. But if they're yeah. like, hey, can you teach me how you run your business? Or can you tell me how you got started? Or can you give me a tip? I want to start my own blah. Like mm -hmm. they would be chomping at the bit to give you that information. Yeah, not just to help you, but also in a, in a way, it's kind of selfish, like almost like bragging. Yeah. Like it's a chance for them to be like, oh, now I get to tell this dude what I did. Yeah, tell my story. What, yeah, tell them what I everyone loves through, talking like, about and, themselves. Yeah, and tell them what I overcame, like, and have them go, dang, you did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they want, they like that feeling. People yeah. like that feeling too. So it's not just where they're like, oh my god, I'm fired up to help this person. I'm sure it is. Right. But then there's a little piece of them that's like, oh sweet, I get to tell my story. Everyone loves talking about themselves. Yeah, and that's not bad. It's fine. Yeah, unless you're just doing it to. So when, no be, one, when no one, when no one definitely overdo it. You can overdo it, but yeah. if no one even asks you, and you're just like, let me tell you about me. Yeah. Right, come here, I got to tell you. you got a second? I'm gonna tell you something I did. Oh, let me tell you how awesome I am. <laughs> just wait for a minute. But but yeah, I think that's important. So for for our episode today, um, first of all, we're thankful that you guys are tuning in. Um, it means a lot. Um, we, what are we on? This is one hundred five. Huh? One hundred five. We're in the hundreds, so that's exciting. Um, we we did take a couple weeks off. Um, just a bunch of different things going on. Pickleball tournaments. Some things we, we cannot speak of yet, but will yeah. come to light uh, here in the next few months. Sure. And, uh, yeah, just got – there's a lot going on. So didn't get around to it the last couple weeks, but here we are. Well, we're yeah. back. We um, really still don't have that much time today, but we're going to do – We're going to squeeze her in. Squeeze her in. Yeah, and Trevor texted me this topic today, and it was a good one. I'm literally, I was like, "Ooh, that's a really good idea." Um, so we're going to give you guys our from our different perspective what we feel like are good attributes, good characteristics, or good whether you have them or should work on them or develop them. Like Trevor said earlier, um, excuse me, ways that okay. just came from within. <laughs> ways that you guys can either be successful in any area that you're in. Or if you are someone who is like, man, I really want to start a business. It doesn't matter if it's online, in person, brick and mortar, whatever. These are just things we believe you should either work towards, work on developing, or kind of dig deep and see, do I already have these? Mm 
Um, and we'll just kind of give you our take on them. And uh, yeah, we'll go, we'll go one for one and we'll start at five. So Steph will give his fifth and we'll go, we'll work our way all the way down to what we think each is the most important attribute that everybody should have. Now we're going to preface this conversation by saying, we obviously know that we have not done much. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing that we've done is we own a gym. We open a gym. Yeah. We own a gym now. Um, we're constantly trying to level up. And if you had asked us this question two years ago, our answers I'm willing to bet would be 100% different. Yeah. It would be completely different than what they are now. And I'm also willing to bet that as time goes on and as we continue to grow and, and get smarter and experience more things, they're probably going to change again. Yeah, for sure. Um, now in my current state right now, I don't see these ever changing. Mm -hmm. Um, because I thought long and hard about mine. Uh, but I, that's all also just going off of what I know now. Yeah, so who knows what I'm going to know in 10 years. Yeah. And I might look at this and be like, man, I was a fucking idiot. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, lists like this should definitely evolve. Yeah. And we're, and, and we're definitely not saying that these like are these, you have to, they were the smartest. Like, no, this is just in our opinion. These are five of the key attributes that any business owner should have, or anybody that is trying to, uh, to reach some level of, of success in anything. Yeah. So yeah, we'll run through these and then we'll give, are yours in any specific order? Mine are in order from most important to okay. least important. Mine aren't in an order, but okay. I could. So I'm going to start with my, okay. with my least important one in my eyes. I and mean, this doesn't mean it's not important at all. Yeah. Obviously, but Made on list. my list, it is my least important. And I had a lot of trouble putting this one as my fifth. Um, but the more I broke down my other four, it this just made the most sense to me. Yeah. Um, and so, well, I did say that uh, you would start. So what's I your... can start. Yeah. And we'll give like a quick description yeah. of that point. Yeah. We won't spend too much time on it um, right. because we got 10 total to go through. But we'll give a brief description. Um, I would say if I'm going from again, I wrote them in not a specific order, but I'll say them in order. So I would say out of my list, number five would be, I, I called it like a goal worker, like mm -hmm. working the goal. And the okay. three parts of that would be if to set your goal, you have to plan it out. So, or set it would be just like saying it, um, plan out the goal or plan out the course of action and then take action and execute. Mm -hmm. I think like as a business owner, as someone who wants to be successful, it's easy to say I want to start a job or it's easy to say I want to run a successful business or I want to be successful in anything. But if you don't like set yourself up, it's at the end of the day, those are just words. And that's something that me personally, I'm just like, OK, like we have said a lot, mm -hmm. but we need to have there needs to be a structure. There needs to be, OK, this is what we want to do. This is the actual plan. This is how we're going to walk through it. And then at the end, after that, we're just going to do it right. and then make the progress that way. So that would be my number five. Yeah, I think a good example of that is just us. We knew that we wanted to open the gym in 2010. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We didn't start having a plan until 2020. Right. Yeah. And then we were open in 2020. <laughs> right. Look how fast shit goes. We yeah. didn't actually start planning. Yeah. We didn't start planning our gym uh, actually vigor from scratch we did not start planning that until uh april basically may of 2020 yeah and we were open october yep yeah. so um of that same year so we always knew we wanted to open a gym there wasn't zero plan there was zero like strategy we just talked about it oh yeah we'll yeah but we did the oh we're gonna open one. a gym one day we're just gonna do it yeah. talking about having the badass what was the what was the original name we had from uh jake from big cat Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Damn, it was a pretty cool name, too. I remember. We were talking about having, like, three-level buildings with, like, one room was just – one level was just all turf. One level was all blah, 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 blah. This was before CrossFit even was really a thing. Yeah. Well, it was right when it CrossFit was a thing, started. But we didn't know anything about it. Yeah, we didn't know about it. Um, so, anyways, sports specifics. Boom. Sports specifics. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, so – we, we always had that idea, but there was never any planning. And then yeah. May of 2020, we were forced into planning and we were open five, six months later, yeah. seven months later, whatever that is. Um, so yeah, that's a good one. My, my number five, and again, just a reminder, I really, really struggled with this. This is a big, big, big time to me. Um, and that is, I have written down, but I'll explain it, is logic is greater than impulse. 
And what I mean by that is your thought process and how you make decisions um, in business and really in life in general, you should never, ever, ever make an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean that as in like, I'm upset or I'm super happy. So I'm making this decision. I mean, also, yes, that of course, you should never make a decision when your emotions are the highest yeah. ever. Um, but I mean, even deeper than that, like the, like making a decision in the heat of the moment based on how you feel right now. Like, uh, just when it comes to, to chiseling away at daily tasks, like you, we all have our task list, right? We're looking and we, I do this shit all the time. I write it down in order of what I want to do it. And then I go through and I fucking cherry pick it. So every time I write down my task list, I do it in order of like, okay, I'm going to start with this. Then I'm moving to this. Then I'm moving to this. And then when it comes to it and I see something, I'm like, mm, I don't feel like doing that. I'll do that later. I skip over it and I cherry pick something else that I can just, that I either feel like doing or I know I can do quickly. Right. And so I also mean, don't be impulsive, be logical when you're, when, even when you're not emotional, quote unquote, but more along the lines of like, I just don't, I don't feel like doing it. Nobody gives a fuck what you feel like doing. What is logical? What needs to be done? Right. What yeah. do you need to get done? I don't give a shit if you're tired. I don't care if you don't feel like doing this or don't feel like doing that or whatever this job requires. I don't want to get my hands dirty or I don't want whatever it is. Like nobody gives a fuck. And that task doesn't give a fuck either. So, I mean, yes, don't make don't make decisions when your emotions are super high, but also make the right decision that needs to be done with logic. And you, you just got to get rid of how you feel Mm -hmm. because how you feel is not going to get you to where you want to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my number five. I like it. Moving on to number number four four for you. Um, Number four for me would be, I think my number one is definitely the number one. So I'll go number four. It's kind of along the same line. So I'll say this is number four um, as my number five. Um, I think business owners and I think people who have, who want to be successful, I think being a visionary is very important because again, if you can't see it, how are you going to work towards it? If you can't, and it doesn't even matter if it's like something far out, but if it's like we, when we really sat down to plan our gym, like we could see it. Yeah. Like we could see people coming in. We talked about that. It went into the way we designed at least the first, mm-hmm. um, first layout. the first layout we designed. Like we saw it and we felt it. And it was just something that kind of, it brings almost like it brings your imagination to life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think when you have, when you go through the process of what it is you want to accomplish, stepping back and like, okay, visualizing what does this look like? What does this feel like? What am I going to feel like when I'm actually there and doing it and working in the gym and coaching people? And people are saying, oh, I love going to Vigor. Um, Steph and Trev at Vigor are awesome. Like, what is that going to feel like? Because when you visualize that and then you work your senses into it, because there's successful people who say you got to smell it, you got to taste it, you like do all those things. When you do that, it just, it should bring on more excitement. And I think when that happens, then it's just like, why would you not want to now go and attack and execute, like I talked about earlier, the plan that you set in place to say, okay, if I want to make it to here, here's the plan of the process that I have to work. And then I'm visualizing and I'm seeing it. Oh my gosh, I can believe it even more and even more. I'm going to go to work because I really want to feel that for real. I don't want to just see it anymore. Like I want to feel that. I want to experience it. So I think our ability to, it's just, for me, it's just like the law of attraction. Like, I'm going to think it, I'm going to speak it, I'm going to visualize it, I can see it, I can see our fucking name on the side of a building, I can see our custom building. Like, if you can't see it, it's going to be very hard to feel motivated to want to work towards it. But if you can see it, and you can talk about it in detail, it just makes you that much more, I guess the sense of urgency is just building and building and building, and then you just, I mean, you're just going to work as hard as you can to make it, to make it happen, so... Yeah, um, it's definitely important because if you if you if you just have a a generic goal or something that you want, 
but you're not being specific. Like, for example, I want to be strong. Okay. What the fuck does that mean? Mm -hmm. Does that mean you want to bench 405 pounds? Does that mean you want to be the strongest person in the room in every lift? Does that mean you just want to be stronger than me? Yeah. Does that mean you want to be stronger than what you are right now? Yeah. Like, or for us, we want to have a gym. Okay. How many different kinds of gyms are there? Right. That is, that doesn't help. You want to own a gym. You want to run a gym. That doesn't tell us anything. Yeah. Like being specific. Yeah. You have to be extremely specific in, in your visions because as you start to visualize that stuff and it comes to life, you not just think about the end goal, but then you start thinking about ways to get there. Yeah. Right. And then that's where the action steps come into play. And you kind of just like reverse engineer mm-hmm. how you get to your goal because you have this big picture in mind of like, OK, this is what it's this is what I want in the end game. This is what I want. How do I do that? Yeah. And you just break it down and you go in reverse yep. from that point. Well, I want and it, it's every little step like I want all these walls to be orange. Okay, so I'm gonna have to paint the I'm gonna have to paint the walls. Right. I have to get all the things to do all that. Where do I want the rig? Oh, I gotta get a rig. Yeah. Where do I want this? Where do I want that? Okay. Now you start going to look up prices, and you start putting together a price list, and now you have an idea of how much money you're gonna need to open this gym. Mm-hmm. And then you, what do I do from here? Now you start looking for for loans. You start going to different business or banks to apply for small business loans, and then you just keep going backwards and backwards, and until you've come to a spot where it's like, I can take this action step right, right this now. second yep. and that's going to push me in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. So being very specific and definitely visualizing um, because if you don't know specifically what you want, then you're just going to be wandering blind. It's like mm-hmm. you're walking around with your eyes closed. Yeah. You don't know, you know what you want, but you don't know how to get there. Yeah. I agree. It's definitely very, very important. My number four is to be likable, to be a likable person. And I don't mean just like, Oh yeah, that guy's cool. Like, they, uh, having the ability to build, create and build relationships because relationships that you build with people at some point in your business venture or whatever venture you're going down, they're going to help you at some point. I can't tell you how many relationships that we have that have helped us in just our two and a half years of being open. And even before that, when we were when we were coaching at different gyms, like different opportunities, if we didn't have if we didn't build all of those relationships at the previous place that we were at, we wouldn't have fucking open this. Mm-hmm. We had no confidence. Right? So just those those relationships that we built um, helped us to pursue our dream. Yeah, and get started. And you know, other relationships that we've had with just different people, I can make a I can just spout off a long list of different people that you know, that have helped us out and that have done things for us and that have made the experience here at Vigor so much better um, and just helped just helped us in general. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely important that, that you're a likable person. Number four, there's definitely more important things than that because it is the, the reason why that is my number four is because it is possible to be successful without without being a likable person. And my example of that is look at all these people that have like Amazon stores. We don't know who the fuck those people are. We have no idea. Yeah. You don't have to like that person to buy from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't care who you're buying it from. You just know that you're going there to get what you want. Right. And th- whoever that is, they just have it. So you buy it from them. Yeah. So that's why I say that that's number four on my list and not any higher because it is possible mm-hmm. to be successful without being a likable person. Um, and I actually know quite a few people who are not likable that are successful. So, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's my number four. Moving on, number three. Number three, top three. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, I like this one for my number three. I'm going to say my number three is to be able to have empathy for your – it depends on your work situation, I guess, or not situation. It depends on your line of work your job. Um, it depends on the context of like this. If you're like, I just want to be a successful person in the fitness world, or I just want to successfully lose weight. So it just depends on what you think. But if you're th- thinking of owning a business, having empathy for your employees and for your customers is something that will be 
key along that whole process. And empathy is something that I've learned a lot from Gary V. That's not like I've never heard that word before, but in the business realm, he is just always preaching on that. Being I don't empathetic. think I knew what that word meant until I until I found. Who yeah, knew was. knew what it meant. Yeah, um, like I was saying, never not saying I never heard it before, but just in the context of the way he describes it, um, being empathy. I mean, it's just really at the end of the day, it's just being a good person and treating people right, fundamentally right, regardless mm-hmm. of how they are towards you. If you have an example is if you have an employee who comes in just in a bad pissed off mood, that doesn't mean you should also be mad and pissed off towards right. them. Not saying, um, I'm not saying you have to act like nothing's wrong and be like, okay, well, hopefully your day gets you better. You have to tolerate disrespect. Or tolerate it, yes. Um, but it's just like, okay, as a as a business owner, I'm gonna take a vested interest in my employees because they are here. Wrong? What's going on? Right, they're here helping me fulfill my dream. Mm-hmm. And in order to me, in order for me to help them fulfill theirs, and to pay them as much as I'm able to and to grow this business, like they have to know they are seen, they are heard, they their thoughts matter, their emotions, their feelings, they like they all matter. And obviously, as you grow, you'll have people kind of in the middle between like your employee and you being the owner who can probably do that more efficiently because their relationship is probably closer because they work closer together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of just simple example, like a first form when they first started someone who was working in a warehouse could probably access Andy very quickly. Mm-hmm. Now that's probably damn near impossible yeah. to them to have direct access to Andy. Not saying it's not true, but whatever. Um, less likely. Less likely, yeah. So for a business owner, for a business, in my opinion, to be successful, the person who's running the day-to-day, the person who basically started it, like being able to deploy empathy to your employees is something that I know and I feel like because we do it here with our members, like they're not our employees, but I think people love it here because they know we care. Yeah. Right. They know we are here to make sure they have a good experience, that they're happy, that they're enjoying themselves. But at the same time, hey, if you need to come in and talk and shut the door, if you need to cry or if you need to express anger, like you know, everyone knows we are guys you can come to and talk to. Right. Like no one is, in my opinion, no one is afraid or scared to come talk to us and be honest with us Mm -hmm. because it's like they just they trust us they know us and they know that we're not going to judge them we're not going to talk bad about them we're not going to think anything differently of them um and i think we express that a lot so our ability to express and be empathetic towards members or towards our customers or towards you know future employees that we have i think it just makes it a great place to be at whether you're working here or you're working out here because it's just there's no fear of like judgment or anything like that. It's just a safe, comfortable mm-hmm. place that people feel seen and heard. I mean, how many times have we heard people say like Digger is my safe place? Yeah. Because they don't feel judged. They don't. I mean, we've had deep conversations with a lot of people. I mean, how many times have we had somebody come in here and close the door behind them and cry and, yeah. in our office right. about stuff that's going on in their life? Yeah. Um, and I think our ability to be empathetic, I think, number one, that's people are empathetic beings without probably even knowing, like you said, what that word is. It's just a part of your personality. Um, but us now being in the position that we are and leading uh, members and down the road leading employees, we know we have to be very mindful of really utilizing that characteristic or that personality trait so that we can grow a strong community and a strong team. So I think for us, for me, number three would be being able to deploy empathy in a variety of situations. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, my number three is work ethic. Um, and some people might think that that belongs in the number one spot and maybe I'll change my mind one day, but right now work ethic is, is in my number three. And I think, uh, when you guys hear my other two, it'll make a lot of sense, but I mean, work ethic and well, I was going to say my number five, they kind of go together, but, uh, they kind of do, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's having the ability to just put your feelings aside and just, just work hard, being willing to do things that you don't feel like doing. I mean, I do shit every single day. I don't feel like doing, mm-hmm. and I'm very much a person. Now, I'm not perfect by any means. There's plenty of times where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not doing it today. Um, I get done everything that 
needs to get done. I, the non-negotiables of like, hey, this has got to be done today. Yeah. Like, I can do that. Uh, but I'm not perfect in everything else. Uh, there's there's definitely times where I let my current mood uh, or my current lack oh. of motivation Easy. get to Same. get the best of me, and I and I don't I don't get done what needs to get done. But um, you know, down to my core, I am a worker. Yeah. Just like I said about my dad, like I I am just I just am a hard worker. I don't know any any laziness pisses me off. Like, unless it's scheduled downtime where it's like, okay, this is my time to do nothing. Mm-hmm. It's different. But, like, in the work, in the place of work, in the workplace, like, if you're not working hard, I will notice it right off the bat and I will not be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't have hardly any tolerance for lack of work ethic. It's one of the, one thing that drives me nuts. It's one thing that... I think has gotten this world to the point that it's at is nobody wants to work. Yeah. Everybody's impatient. They want to do as little as possible and get as much as possible. Yeah. And that is bass backwards. That's a fucked up mentality. Did you say bass backwards? Yeah, I did that on purpose. Oh, okay. <laughs> bass backwards. Like... I did that on bass backwards. Yeah, that's funny. Um, it's it's. It's a, it's fucking plagued our world. Yeah, I think, um, especially in America, because we're so sensitive and just, like I said, impatient and just entitled to everything um, that we just any sign of work is just like nope, that that that's too hard. I don't want to do that. <clears throat> and that goes with everything. It goes with work. It goes with relationships. It goes with your health and fitness. Like. As a whole, I think America is just there's just there's more people that don't work hard than there are that do work hard. Yeah, and uh, I, that's that's definitely my number three. So work ethic, love it. Um, number two for me is wipe this off. So um, trust and delegate. This is more I think for because I know we're definitely we're in the phase of our business where we want to grow and that will in that need need we need to grow and want to grow that need and want is definitely something that we're going to have to kind of just take action on as a sense of in the context of like getting coaches in here mm-hmm. um so in this context it's talking more to business owners who have employees um but being the owner, being the CEO or whatever, you are the visionary. You are the goal setter. You set the pace, you set the tone, you set the expectations. Um, you're the one who people can come to, but at the same time, you're the one who's stern and is like, this is how it's gonna be. This is how we're doing it. This is the direction we're going. You're the captain of the ship, right? And everybody on your ship has a role and has a responsibility. Your job as the captain is to trust and delegate trust that your people or your job is to delegate things out to people to get done and to accomplish so that the ship can go in the right direction the most efficient way at the same time after you delegate those things it is your job to make sure that you just trust that the people you have in the situation that they're supposed to be in or that you've placed them in or that you hired them for your job is to trust that they will get it done. And if they don't get it done, that is something that you can address obviously when that happens. But for me, I am not a, I'm not a micromanager. I am, I'm very much a visionary. I'm very much like a leader in the sense of like, this is where we're going to go. This is what I think we should do. I'm not saying I'm always right. Definitely not. Um, But I can at least create a vision and create excitement around that and then trust that it will just get done you know, more along the lines of like, if we had, when we have more coaches and employees and things like that, like, I know we will put people in positions to succeed. And I don't have, I don't feel like I'm someone who's going to be like standing over your shoulder, making sure you get it done, making sure you get it done the right way. Cause I'm like, my right way might not be your most efficient right way. So for me to say, this is what I want you to get done. And you have to do it this way, unless obviously it's something specific. But if it's like, hey, we need an email sent out that these are the highlights and bullet points, I'm not going to write out each sentence 
for you. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. It's just me saying these are the bullet points. Touch on these, highlight them, make sure people know them and understand them, and can clearly receive what you're saying. However, you want to relay that message in the context of its work appropriate, business appropriate, things like that. Like, I don't care how that gets done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as a business owner, being able to delegate and trust, like I said, just the captain of the ship scenario, I think that is, it creates a good workplace. People feel, again, going back to like, they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel trusted. And in that context, I think everything flows smoothly. Now, that's not saying in that in that situation, you don't have any, or you just have, the employees have complete autonomy to do whatever they want. There should be guidelines and structures within um, certain aspects, but once you've created the guideline and the structure, once you feel like, okay, this person is in this position because they thrive really well here, that point it's like, okay, get the job done. However you need to get it done, get it done. And I trust that you'll get it done. And if it's not done the right way, we learn from it. We talk about it. We grow from it. We make the adjustments. And then at that point, it's still get the job done. So I think that for business owners is my number four. Yeah. uh, Two. Sorry. I like that point because, um, you know, as as business grows, you can't continue to control everything. You can't do everything. You can't. And I think we're definitely, we definitely have learned that um, just with everything that we have going on and, and the amount of stuff that we fail to execute on um, just because it's, it's just us two. And the reason why it's just us two is because we can't pay anybody right now right. to take some of this stuff on. And we have a lot of people saying, Hey, I can help with this. I can help, you know, let me know where you need help. But it's like, as much as we appreciate that, we also, we also one take full responsibility for our brand. Like we want to make sure that we're not, you know, pushing things off on other people, but two, we're not going to ask somebody to do something that we can't pay them for their time. So, um, but I think it's very important as business grows and as more and more things get packed onto your plate, packed, piled onto your plate, it's definitely important to, to delegate and, and delegate to people that you trust. And if you can't trust them, to do a good job, then why are they working for you? Why'd you right. hire them? Right. If you don't have some level of belief in them, um, then you shouldn't have hired them. And if you hired them, that shows that you believe in them. So that therefore you should show them what needs to be done and then let them do it. And if you, if they fuck up, then chalk it up as a learning experience and move on. Uh, my number two is endurance. especially in startup businesses if you cannot endure you are fucked (laughs) yeah um and that goes for fitness as well if you can't endure the rough patches where you're not seeing the results that you that you think you should be seeing um and if you just decide fuck it i'm done like what good is that going to do you yeah and business especially like you have to be as Gary V puts it, you have to not just be willing, but you have to prefer to just eat shit every day for however long it takes. Yep. And that's where pretty much where we're at right now. I mean, if we were, didn't have the ability to endure, we'd have been closed. Yeah, yeah. We'd be closed by now. Yeah. Um, and that's not that's. I don't want to alarm anybody or scare anybody by saying that we're not going anywhere. Don't no. don't get the wrong impression. The gym is doing just fine, but just with everything that, that we deal with um, in, in finances being one of those things, like if you're if you are not able to make it through those hardest times, like you're not going to you're not going to last. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do it. And you don't really find out what you're really capable of grinding through or making it through until it comes up and, and you, you have no choice. You either make it through or you don't. Yeah. Um, that's when you find out, but if, if you're not able to endure, um, yeah, you're not going to last and you can, I mean, even if you never get successful, even if you never become successful, say you open a business and you just have the ability to endure, but it never becomes quote unquote successful. Well, as long as you're able to endure, you're never going to fail. You're never going to close. Because you're just going to keep finding ways to keep in your to keep your doors open to keep your business running, um, and 
in a sense, that's kind of a kind of is a success. You never failed. You never closed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, endurance. You have to be able to outlast everybody else in your field, because when you first start off, something gets hot. You know, you look around. There's thousands of people doing it, and yeah. then a couple of years later, you look around. Now there's only a couple hundred people doing it. Yeah, everybody's then, excited in the beginning. Yeah, and then a couple of years later, you know, the, those those people who are just running on hype, they fell off within the first year. They realize how hard it is. They can't make it. They don't have the ability to endure. So everybody just starts dropping like flies, and then before you know it, you're five, seven, eight years into this thing, and it's just you and two other people. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's at that point where you know there's not many people left doing it that you start to you start to you know see see the greener grass a little bit. Yep. If you will. So. You just got to be able to outlast every other motherfucker that's running the same race as you. Because if you can't, it ain't going to be you winning. No. So, like last one. Most important one in our opinions. Last one, and we'll uh, we'll kind of not rush to these, but we'll get to the main point ASAP. Um, and this is funny because I, I, I like to watch college basketball, and... I thought of this last night. So this is funny that you asked me this question. Um, but my number one is you have to be a competitor. Like you have to be someone, honestly, who just doesn't like to lose. Like you have to be someone who doesn't like to lose because it goes into what you just said about if you just don't stop, you can't be beat. Right. Like you can't because I just will not stop. I'm going How to How do compete. you beat somebody that refuses to give up? Like I'm, I'm that much of a competitor that it does not matter if I'm crawling I'm not going to stop. It might take me longer, but I will not stop. But I saw, I was watching um, last night, Alabama and Auburn were playing basketball game. And both of them, Auburn's number two in the country. Or sorry, Alabama's number two in the country. Auburn is, they're, I don't know if they're ranked. They might be ranked, but they're a very good basketball team. And both of their coaches, just the whole time, they're yelling, not like, pissed off but they're they, you can up. just tell they want their team to win yeah. there is a specific standard that they have clearly set and they want their team. i mean you think of football nick saban like the way he coaches and the way he paces the sideline and gets in coaches faces and he gets in players like he don't fucking care because i like had a flashback of coaching at u city yeah and just screaming yeah you know when we're because we can only as coaches go to the 25 yard line right we can't cross that anymore so you get down to a goal line situation and you notice you're you're calling the play and you notice your guys aren't lined up and you're just screaming yeah. i take the headset off because i don't want to blow out the eardrums yeah. of all the other coaches yeah. and i'm just out there screaming my lungs out i just had a flashback of that but that just about the coaches. um so yeah, so watching that game and these coaches, I mean, the Alabama coach was like stomping and like to yelling and like just, just like in the most like leaderish way, leader type, whatever the word is, leader way. It's almost like follow me, yeah. like some. That's not what he's saying, but like just that concept. Sparta. Yeah. But I'm like, those coaches are there because they are competitors mm -hmm. their whole career they we know how college coaches start you start as um what's the word what do you start a GA. as a ga yeah sorry you start as a ga most of them and then you work your way up and the only way you don't you the only most of the time the only reason you don't keep going up is well if you're just not a good coach but because you stop mm -hmm. like if you're just like okay i don't want to keep going through this i don't want to keep doing bitch work i don't want to keep being an assistant like i if you just decide, okay, I'm just done, then you're obviously not going to get there. But most coaches, Nick Saban, like you start low and you work your way up. And if they, you can't tell me there's not a big competitor within them that is like, I am just going to keep going until I get to where I want to go. And then when I get there, there's no stopping me. Because I, I can turn around and look back and know what all the shit I've been through to get to where I'm at. Yeah. And now that I'm here... I know the standard that I want. I know the team that I want to have. I know the reputation I want to set for not only the school that I coach for, but the program that I'm running. And that is what it's going to be. And I am going to be the most fierce competitor amongst this group 
the most fierce leader amongst this group, that we're just going to win. Like, we're just going to win. And there's a reason Alabama is just the example right now, but there's plenty the Patriots, whatever. But there's a reason the same teams are at the top every single year because there is just a standard that has been set that everyone knows when you come in. If you're a freshman or if you're a recruit, you can't tell me you don't walk into Alabama's locker room or something completely different than you walk into like a FIU. Yeah. It's completely oh, different. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, people are looking at you. So you want to look the part. Right. Exactly. I want to fit. I want to. I'm going to. I'm going to. If I'm walking into Alabama, I'm going to stand up a little bit taller. I'm going to make sure I look presentable. I'm confident. I'm going to be confident. I want to look like a badass. Right. I if I walk into FIU, badass. it's just like, I don't know why I'm using that as an example. You're but still, You still feel that same way. But you don't. You still feel it's a, a different a feeling. Way, but it's, um, yeah, it's different. So, yeah. So, I think the, for me, the number one thing, I, a business owner, anybody who is, wants to be successful, like you can say the right things, you can you can talk about the goals you want to have, like all those things. But if you just at the core of you can't just like dig into this competitor, like just ruthless, fearless person, it is going to be very hard for you to succeed in anything. Because if you're just this passive, like eh, if I do, that's cool. But if I don't, right. that's fine, too. Like you're going to you're going to hit a limit and then that's it. So you, in my opinion, the number one thing for any concept of success, you have to be a competitor. You have to just want to win. No matter what, you have to want to win. You want to be the best. You got to just, if you just, yeah, you just got to gotta want to compete and be the very, very best. Yeah, I love that. And I think it goes, most of these people that you mentioned, I think the key thing to, key important thing to note there is that they're not competing with other people. It might seem that way, but they're competing with themselves. Yeah. Like Nick Saban ain't worried about fucking, I don't know, Lane Kiffin. Yeah. He worried about Lane Kiffin. He's not worried about the head coach at LSU. Like he's worried about being the best he can be. Mm-hmm. He's not Bill Belichick ain't thinking about Mike Tomlin, no. what he's doing. Like yeah. he's focused on what he's doing and being better than he was yesterday. Being each the best year, each game, yes. Each year, each game. You can't tell me. They're not like, all right, we went undefeated last year. I want to be the exact same team as last year. Yeah, they don't look No, at, I want to be better at, than last year. I think they look at other team scores and be like, oh, okay, let's just the, – the Steelers went 10 and whatever, 6 last year. All right, so now we just got to go 11 and 5. Right. We got to go 11 and 5. We want to be better than them. Like, no. no. Yeah, they want to be better than than themselves, mm-hmm. and they want to be the best around whoever is around them. Yeah, in their field. My number one is to have an undeniable belief. I think that's the most important thing, and I think that's the very first step of any dream, any goal. Is you have got to believe with every single ounce of your being, of your soul that it can be accomplished. Um, and that doesn't mean, I definitely do not mean at all a thought process of like, oh yeah, I think I can do it. Like, no, that's no. You're setting yourself up for failure there. Yeah. I mean that you believe with everything you have, no matter how long it takes, no matter how hard it is, no matter what you have to go through, There is not a single person on this planet that can tell you and make you believe that it is not attainable. Mm -hmm. You have to believe with everything that you have that it can be done. You don't have to know how to do it. You don't have to have a step-by-step. You don't have to know every single answer, but you have to look at your dream or your goal or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. You have to look at it and believe with every ounce of your heart. This can be done. Maybe you do know how it can be done. Maybe you don't. But the the bottom line is that you believe it can be done. And the reason why I say that's number one is because if you for a split second believe that it's not possible, you're fucked. As soon as you believe it's impossible, as soon as you believe that might not happen. I don't know now. I don't think it's going to happen now. It might. It might not. Like all it takes is that one little little just second of of doubt and eventually it's going to snowball and you might get rid of that doubt right away but later on you'll remember how you felt you'll remember thinking that eh, and then when it gets hard you might have that thought again 
You yeah. know, it's going to last five seconds. Yeah. Two things on that. You said um, it doesn't matter if you think you know how to do it or not. Like you still have to believe. And I, I 100% agree because I'm like, and a lot of people just get hung up on, okay, this is what I want to do. But how am I going to do it? Like a lot of the times you just got to go. You just got to go. You just got to go. You will figure it out. And I just, I've said this for a while now, but I'm like, I just, I am a big believer that people are so quick to just doubt themselves because mm -hmm. oh, I don't know how. Who cares? No one cares if you know how. If it doesn't work out, what's the worst I can have? At least just, just go. So that was my two things. If you don't think you know how, it doesn't matter. Just go. And then the other thing you said was talking about, I lost my train of thought. Uh -oh. You said uh, if you don't know how, and then um, fuck. <laughs> I said you can't. You can't have this ounce of doubt. Oh can't. yes, I love how you said if you believe that you can't, then you're fucked. You didn't say if you think you can't, and I'm I'm highlighting that because I'm like we all will have. You will have a negative thought. Oh yeah, absolutely. You will have a thought that oh can't. You will have a doubt of thought. Keyword is thought. You can stop that thought right there mm -hmm. and then reword it. Or you can stop it and say, okay, yeah, I feel this way. You can even acknowledge it. Acknowledge that you feel doubtful. That's okay. What is not okay is you taking that thought and then letting it get bigger and bigger and bigger. And now all of a sudden you just don't believe. And the only reason you don't believe is because you did not stop that thought in its tracks. You allowed it to get bigger. You allowed it to grow. You allowed it to now start affect your decisions, your thought processes. And then now you get to a point where you just don't believe. So I love how you said, if you, if you don't believe you can, then that's where you're fucked. It's not that you can't think that way. Cause you're going to have that. It's, not like it's inevitable. It's not that you can't experience a sense of doubt or those things are inevitable. It's going to happen. You, or, yes. If you're questioning yeah, yourself, no, oh, that's just going to happen. Yeah. I don't know, but I know it's going to. Yes. Cause that's what we're, that's, that. That's exactly where we're at right now yeah. is we know exactly what we what we want. We don't know how we're going to get there, but we just know it's going to happen. Yeah. And that's it. So it's like if someone, if anybody's listening to this and you just recently were just like, oh, man, I don't know if I can anymore. Like have that thought. Fine. But don't let it continue. Yeah. I don't know if I can. Fuck that. Yes, I can. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try. Yeah. But I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing. Working. I'm going to keep showing up. I don't know if I can lose this 50 pounds. Well, you damn sure can't lose it if you stop going to the gym. You ain't going to find out unless you go for it. <laughs> like, you can have the, I don't know if I will, but don't make that a reality. Don't make that thought true. You think Buck had those thoughts when he when he decided to go? On Absolutely. His... Yep. Absolutely. Guarantee you, he, he, he looked at himself and was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to lose this weight. And yeah. now he is eight months, eight months into this, eight or not, nine months, and he's down 61 pounds. Just kept he showing was up. 280 was pounds when he showed up here. Simple message. We and told his him. goal just, is 200, yeah. and he is at 219. Just literally, we were just In like, Buck, just keep showing up. Because he just didn't stop. Just keep showing up. That's it. And he's not done. He's still going to keep still going. Still going. So I like that. That's good. So just to recap one more time, uh, in order from one to five for me is you have to – believe with every ounce of your being that it can be done number two you have got to have the ability to endure because if you cannot endure the storm you're never going to make it to the sunshine um, number three is work ethic you have the belief you can you have the ability to endure pretty much fucking anything now you got to add the work ethic and you got to work your ass off number four is you got to be likable AKA you got to be able to build relationships uh, because going it alone is, I mean, it's possible. Your life's going to be a lot better. Your life's going to be a lot happier. Your life's going to be a lot smoother if you can build those relationships and you can be a likable person. And I'm not saying by any means you got to please everyone. That's not what I mean at all. I just mean you have to be a good person. That'd be a good person. Um, and just by being that good person, there's going to be a shit ton of people that jump out of the woodworks that want to help you because they like you. Um, and then number five is you have to be able to separate your impulses, your feelings, your emotions, whether those are extreme emotions or very low key emotions of, I just don't feel like it right now. You have to separate those emotions 
and you have to use logic when making decisions. So those are my five in order from one to five. And let's go over your stuff. Sweet. My five, real, real quick. Number one is compete. You got to be a competitor. You got to want to win. Number two is trust and delegate. If you're a business owner, delegate out responsibilities and trust that they will get done. Number three is have empathy for your employees, for your customers, for your managers, for people just that are working for you and helping you achieve your goals um, along, along the whole process and along the whole journey. Number four, got to be a visionary. Dream big, think big, see it, feel it, believe it, and then work towards it. And that goes into my fifth one, work the goals, set the goal, create the plan of action, and then execute. Get shit done. Sweet. Boom, boom. boom. There it is. And there it went. And there it is. Was. It is as it was. It is as it was. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Love you guys. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening. As always, found some value out of this. If you think this can help somebody, please share it. Either whether that be Facebook, on your Instagram story, tag us, word of mouth, text, whatever. Every single uh, bit of help that you guys uh, provide us. We greatly appreciate it so, so, so much more than you even realize. And uh, it's because of y'all that we are able to keep doing this. Mm. So, so 105, baby. Yeah. And Savon's peck popping. Peck popping. Cool. Love y'all. Love y'all. Peace out. See ya.